My name is Josh. My name's Adam. My name's Danny. And this is that time we started an anime. An anime. Jinx. <laughs> Podcast. You owe me a soda. <laughs> oh, God damn, I got it. One of these days. One of these days. One day we're going to actually get this right. Right. You know, we were asking for a Christmas miracle at that point. And it, it what better day to ask that on than Christmas Day itself? Mm-hmm. Right. Which, for us, Christmas is, what, about a week right now? Yeah, give or take. But yeah. today this is dropping mm-hmm. is Christmas Day, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Holidays. Happy holidays. We're going to be covering, which I know is not an anime, but still, Die Hard. Die Hard. Die Hard. Die Hard. Die Hard. No, 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 no. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Okay, It It may take place during Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie. But it's a Christmas movie. better chance of, like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Nightmare Before Christmas it. is a Christmas movie. No, no, that that's a Halloween movie. Nope, Christmas. Danny, help me out here. Die Hard a Christmas you movie? Know, I've never seen Die Hard. I can't really help out here. I'm sorry. I've never uh, seen Die Hard either, but I know rock. that it's not a Christmas movie. Fine. If we're not doing Die Hard, then which is a Christmas movie... Uh, what are we covering? And I My believe this was your idea, Adam? Yes. We are covering Tokyo Godfathers. Oh, so orphans being kidnapped by the homeless. Gotcha. Very holiday-esque. Uh, it wasn't an orphan being kidnapped by the homeless. It was an orphan. It was a baby abandoned in the trash can in the trash that was recovered by by homeless people trying to get the baby back to the parents during the Christmas season. Hmm. That pretty much sums it up. Pretty much sums up the whole entire film, isn't it? Yeah, and shenanigans. More or less. And there's shenanigans. There are a lot of shenanigans. Oh, tons. Tokyo so my question to both of y'all my question to both of y'all, before we actually get into like the different aspects of this movie, what was your honest opinion of the film? I had mixed feelings. It okay. was oh. definitely a take it or leave it for me. Okay. Alright. I, I think with me, um, I, I like the storyline. I thought the story mm-hmm. was good. The animation was good. Uh-huh. Definitely, I want to say definitely not a kid's movie. For sure. No. Definitely not. Absolutely um, not. Even though I... I could be wrong, but I could have sworn I saw like a G-Kids like trailer. Like The only thing I've seen was a G-Kids subtitle... Or, no dubbed trailer, but that was like on YouTube. So I don't know if there is a G Kids version of this, but still, I don't know how they would do that. Um, honestly, I think G. I think G Kids is just a studio, just like I think uh, the one 
that released this, at least for us, was Shout Factory, if I'm not mistaken. Shout Factory. I think Shout Factory was the one that released it to the United States. Can you guys actually believe this film, as of this year, is 20 years old? Really? Yeah, it was You're released in me. 2000. Yeah, it was released in 2003. Hmm. So yeah, it's 20 years old. I keep on bringing you guys old stuff. You really but do. Not that old, though. Honestly. Yeah, but the animation does hold up to like today, so that's always good. And it's like, and I don't think there's very much anime logic that applies to this movie. Maybe like one scene might have like anime logic into it, but other than that, it's a pretty, it's a slice of life, pretty much. Uh, movie itself, it deals with our three main characters, uh, Jin, Hana, uh, and Miyuki, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it's Yuki. And then our little, and then our uh, our baby, which I think, uh. Hana names something that means hope and light or something like that. But yeah, so so basically, the the movie starts off um, at this like church service type deal. Um, after that, in, in a way, it's kind of cool because they uh, what was it? Uh, Joy to the world. I think what the yeah, song did and they did it in Japanese. Silent Night. Uh, it was Silent Night, actually. Oh, Silent Night. Thank you. Yep. And now... I actually... I actually... Go ahead. Oh, um... I, I thought that that was kind of cool. Because um, I don't think I've ever heard that song in Japanese. So that was pretty cool. And, and now, there's, there's supposedly a dubbed version out there. Um, again, I we ended up Seeing, watching this, I think you watch it on Hoopla. I watched it on YouTube for free, yep. and um, the, the I official it for free too. Free YouTube, um, and yeah, and 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 I gotta say the subtitles pretty good. And there's a scene later on that I think Adam, you and I were kind of like, wait, what? And I don't know if. Um, Danny knows, but I thought that that was kind of interesting. The first time I saw that, it's like, okay, the Japanese obviously is in subtitles. They want to see that, but there's also Spanish in this movie in which the set, the Spanish is not subtitled, but I think that was intentional. Yeah. I think it was like giving the perspective of one to know what, uh, Miyuki's point of view of dealing with this situation with these Spanish characters uh, and not actually know what's fully going on at the time, but sort of like guessing. Like, she's like, Miyuki is like fumbling around and guessing what what the lady is saying at that point. Um, But yeah, so then after the uh, service, uh, they end up going to like a Soup kitchen type, not soup kitchen. Maybe it is. No, but it's outside and they get yeah. soup and everything. And Hannah, yeah. and, and this kind of throws me off a little bit, but uh, Han, uh, I is, love Hannah. Is a Hannah is a drag queen. Uh, apparently, like when I was doing research for this movie, like Hannah is considered a trans. Uh, gender icon like and like it's one of those movies like it does present that yeah he is a drag queen and yes he is transgender and yes he does want but he wants to have kids but he can't because he's a guy it's like and we're trying to and i'm trying to be like we're trying to like this is a very delicate subject uh but Anna is one of my favorite characters of this film like but, like, she definitely, desperately wants to be a mom, but can't because, obviously. But I I love the fact that they don't skirt the issues. Like, I love the fact that, like, Jin 
will call Hannah on Hannah's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And Hannah will call Jin on his bullshit, just like both of them. Like, Hannah, Jin, and Miyuki act like a surrogate uh, family because they've been, like, I think at this time when the movie is like, like, Jin has been homeless for nearly 30 years. Uh, I don't know how long Hana has been homeless, but Miyuki has been homeless for like six years. And like from when you see like when she was in her home, like, and now uh, Miyuki definitely looks a lot different from what she did when she was living with her family. And each one of them, each one of them became homeless because of their own actions and like the consequence, like they didn't, they didn't like, they like, because there's a point in which Hana is like, was singing in, in the show at the, at the bar that they later visit in this series or in the show or in the movie. And like one of the customers that says something like that, kind of gets under Hana's skin and she straight up like decks him. Mm-hmm. And Hana's like is afraid that like, oh no, I ruined this I I ruined the respectability of this establishment. I can't show myself face anymore. So she Hana um goes to become homeless. Uh Jin like when when you first like when they're talking about Jin, Jin is like like they say he's like this professional racer and he he struck a deal with someone that pretty much like threw a race so that he would make money but it turns out turns out he's just uh he was a bike shop owner and he had a gambling problem and he got his family into debt and like he ran off because like he couldn't bear like the shame uh of like putting his his family into that financial situation and Miyuki if I'm not mistaken simply ran away from her family because she stabbed her dad over like her cat running her her cat angel kind of running away I mean Hmm. yeah okay you stabbed your father like who's a cop and ran away because of it and so yeah so they so after the, you know, soup kitchen and everything, and they get all together, they talk, and they started rummaging through some trash, and they start hearing, you know, crying, and that's when they, you know, come across the baby. So they end up taking care of it. Jen wants to take it to the police. And which could have been the right call. Yeah, which, I think. Which which is definitely Possibly. the right call. Um, you know, guys, I on. think there's somebody else who has some thoughts on this. Do you do you mind if I pull them in on this? Yeah, go for it. Go ahead. One second. Just I, I know there's somebody else who's had an idea on this uh anime and he might want to have a few ideas to bring in so john how about i bring you on as a quick hop in john um hold on you're still muted my brother well let me help you out here there we go hey let's try that that i was hoping you'd be able to hop on ah same that's why i had to uh i got on through my phone today nice ah so what are we talking about Okay, Godfather. If you guys are still there. Oh, can you not hear us? I can hear you now. All right. Well, we're, we're talking about Tokyo Godfathers, John. Uh, we talking about the three homeless um, adventuring group? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Why wouldn't we be? It's Christmas uh, time. That's definitely what we talk about on Christmas, right? Of course. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> yes, the guaranteed Christmas movie, right? <laughs> I will say this: when I first started watching that, boy, I was very misled for a moment. I was like, "Man," because you know, it starts off with the three of them, and then this baby, and I was like, "Man, one of those women 
man, the animators just made her look ugly. I was like, no, that's a drag queen. Like, ah, that makes more sense now. That makes a lot more sense. Way more sense than what I thought. I I got at least through almost all of it. And it was actually a pretty decent, like, movie. I was really intrigued by the drag queen story. So I was actually very, I liked how they actually worked on that. So I was pretty cool about that. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, definitely. How would you feel about them just adopting the child? Oh, man, that's, uh, you know, that's good. Hey, they were all, they had their own backstories and everything. They're like, hey, this is now part of our group. This is our baby. Yeah. I mean, you know, not the right way to go about things, but works yeah, out. Say, just because it works to D&D doesn't mean it can translate to real life. Yeah, no, no, no. It does not translate to real life. But we'll also talk about this is wintertime, and I know, like, different cultures so like in our culture it's winter times like oh it's the christmas miracle of having a kid and bringing people together but we all know that's not reality here okay like they obviously we're gonna go to jail but we don't talk about that aspect. that's not what we're talking about okay it's, it's a christmas story everything was a happy day everything was a happy day we're not talking about real life legal legal actions of what would have happened no <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Christmas miracles here. This is the Christmas story. Baby abandoned in the truck. So it was quite interesting, and I, I like how they took that approach. And actually, like, because I had to use the subversions on you know, the captions, so I started reading it as I was doing other stuff. And I like, like I said, but because I don't know her name, the uh, drag queen's name, but I liked oh, no. her story where she just wanted to go about. Yeah, where she went about, it's like, I wanted to go find the mom so I can forgive the mom for abandoning the baby and forgive my mom. So I was like, you can see they actually built in-depth details about them. Yeah, and if you can, since you weren't on this call uh, a little bit earlier. Um, how did you guys like it? Real quick, John, are you hearing Adam? No. Oh. I that would explain it. a few things. Okay, cool. So I was like, I didn't hear nothing after that. Oh. Okay. Do you hear me now? So, I do not think he's hearing you, Adam. I, I, I do not, not know why he's not he hearing you. And it's probably because I've done. It, I'm doing this on my phone. It's the first time I'm doing it on my phone. So it could be because you're doing it on your phone. Yeah. Okay. It could be. I don't know. It says mute on my end for him. So. Am I? Did you mute Adam on your end? I don't know if I did or not. I'm going to be honest. First time me doing probably it on my phone. On one of the, probably what, you probably did on one of our uh, the other recordings that you did here and it transferred over. Yeah, you may have muted him <laughs> to uh, transfer it over. Now you muted it definitely. You got to love live recordings, guys. Da, 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 da. There we go. All right. right now? Right, I'm back. I muted myself, apparently. All right. Can you hear Adam now? Nope. Sure can. Still no. You didn't mute him when, like, you guys were uh, recording in the same room, did you? Uh, no, I'm in Lake Havasu, so uh, I am nowhere near there. But uh, well, I figured I'd hop on. Wanted to say Merry Christmas to everybody. Fair Merry enough. Christmas. It was always a pleasure to have you, John. Right back Next Andrew. time, we'll, I know be able to, uh, have you talk to Adam. I know, right? But, uh... <laughs> all right, Adam. I'll come see you eventually. I do got to go in a ways because I got family, and I hear that there's a Chargement Can new lost season in the bottom of Lake Havasu. So I'm going to go find that real quick. When I find it, I'll bring it to you guys. All right. But Merry yes, Christmas. I have fun with that. Merry Christmas, John. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, John. No, oh, that was funny. Uh, it's always fun to bring in some Christmas cheer. Yeah, no, right. I- that's funny. So I I actually told John that if he was still able to hop on, just you know, hop on if he was able. So that was cool. Full mm-hmm. surprises, just like this movie. Oh yeah. Now, with with with, with me, again, my like my again, with my my thoughts. Um, again, the storyline, the artwork, the animation, Hannah's story, again. I'll say it's tasteful. If you ask me, um, I I have my feelings, but uh, this is not the platform to 
you know, bring those up, but, uh, you know, it, it's some of the words that they use too, um, again, makes this not a kids movie, uh, for sure. I definitely want to have oh. your kids watching this movie. So. Well, yeah, but I think the fact that, like, Jin is able to do that to Hana just speaks to the fact that, like, how close they've become what since they've been, yeah. like, living in the same, like, cardboard box together for such a long time that, that Jin can cross those boundaries with Hana and not, and not doing it in a mean way, per se. It's like, like, it, if anybody else did that to Hana, they definitely yeah, couldn't they get away with it. But Jin doing it, I, Jin could get away with it just because they the dynamic that they have with each other. That's fair. No, I, it's one of the, like, it's one of those things, like, like, I can pick up, or, like, like, my brother can pick on me and, and stuff like that, but no one else is allowed to, or so, like kind of that kind of mentality. No. Or like the things that we say to each other, like we can say to each other, but no one else can say to us. Oh, I agree. You know, and I don't want to spoil too much of this movie. I, I, I really do think that. No, that's the whole point. Yeah. We can spoil. Like if you guys haven't watched this movie, like go watch it. This is definitely going to be full of spoilers. It, this movie is 20 years old, so there's no excuse mm. that that you guys haven't been able to watch this movie. Oh, oh hold on. Hold, yeah, on. This hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You say that, and yet the two of you have never watched Die Hard. You guys have no excuse. What's up? <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, Die Hard isn't like that kind of action film isn't my kind of isn't my cup of tea honestly like i didn't even really watch lethal weapon didn't but you say that about attack on titan yeah but oh, i watched attack on titan okay. now um but again we're not talking about those <laughs> franchises we're not we're talking about this particular movie tokyo godfather you're very right uh, and so you know we we follow the trio the Finally insist on at least caring for the baby until they uh, they want to now find the mother and right yeah and you know I do feel bad for them because they got on the the train and you know everybody's kind of holding their nose yeah, everything else yeah. and now mind you from what I understand on a Tokyo train. It normally quiet. There's no, there's not really any talking or anything like that. But yet, you know, they're talking on the train, which again, it carries on the plot line, but they're kind of whispering, but, um, which well, it kind of threw me off. This is, but this is actually like a comp, from what I understand, this is like people in Japan have no problem by saying certain things to your face. Like, oh, it's like if you put on some extra weight, they have no problem walking up to you and like patting your belly or like or saying something to you. Just yeah. like like they have no problems showing disgust about like if someone smells, they have absolutely no problem. Like us in America, we would probably like like some might speak up and others will just like kind of like mm. not speak up as much. But like in Japan, <clears throat> they have no problem telling you what for True. from what I understand so what? it's like and but you gotta understand that these like the, our three protagonists have been living on the street in a cardboard box for who knows how long and don't know when the last time they were actually able to get a shower or able to get some clothes yeah. so like so yeah it's like so yeah it, it, it's unfortunate that they are treated that way, but that's the way the world works sometimes. And it's sad mm -hmm. and it's messed up. But it just shows like how much different in society what how people that experience homelessness uh, in Japan, uh, like I don't know if we would react the same way with people that are experiencing homelessness 
in the United States would react the same way. But yeah, in Japan, this is a hundred percent totally a thing. Even like when they're in the restaurant, the right or the convenience store restaurant, the the owner of the of the restaurant is kind of skirting issue about like asking them to leave because they smell. But the guy in the counter who is blatantly drunk just is blunt about it. Like it yeah. sounds like you guys think you need to get out of here. And they're just trying to regroup, become warm and stuff like that. And this is, so, yeah. You know, they do give, you know, the backstories of everybody, which we kind of explained. Um, now, with uh, yeah. Yuki, though, uh, there was a scene where uh, they're on the, that's why I brought up the, the train. Um, <clears throat> she actually sees her father uh, on the other train going the, opposite direction if I recall correctly and she kind of freaks out yeah. jumps out the window and Jin and Hana you know follow after with the baby and they come across now I I want to I want your guys' opinion on this but um I had a little bit of an issue with some understanding though uh they walk uh, and they end up at a, uh, gra- a graveyard mm-hmm. and um, you know they they granted they were being respectful in a way but you know they're you know taking like what uh, I think Jin had a wine bottle or something like that they you know, grab a couple of things like offerings uh, I think it one point they looked over and they saw like diapers and milk and stuff. Cause uh, at some point before that, I get the powdered milk that they had ended up spilling. You know, I mean, they were respectful, but at the same time, you know, it does rub me a little bit the wrong way when you're taking mm-hmm. like an offering from a, from a headstone or something like that. I get that. I will have to agree with you, and but also rebuttal with like they're homeless. Like, oh yeah, and no, when, that, that's when it's out on when they're yeah. when they're out on the street, like you do what you can to survive. If someone's leaving, offering, mm-hmm. yeah, they are like they're still Japanese. They're still going to be respectful, but like at the same time, it's like they yeah. need what they need, and oftentimes, like they probably I don't know what they're doing for cash. It's like I gotta say. Like even if they're homeless, their cardboard setup is pretty cool. Yeah, like it's it seems very like I don't know. It seems very homely, even though it's like it is a cardboard box that they're living in. Now, after that, you know, they keep walking and they run into this big guy underneath the car. Now, I'm sorry, but yeah, there's no way. I mean, they do explain that, you know, he gets out of the car, forgets to put the emergency brake on, which I'm sorry, but if if I'm not mistaken, that that was on an incline, right? Like he was Mm -hmm. going uphill a little bit. Yeah, but I think also, like, some kids might have, like, accidentally pushed the car to set into motion to... Like no, him I, being underneath the car. It was a lady that was uh, walking her dog. Um, actually yeah. bumps it, but I don't. I realistically, I don't see how he could have. You know, but then again, there's no telling how long, how long ago that had happened. But they end up wrestling him. Um, right. Oh, and before that, though, they did. Uh, find uh, in the little basket that the baby was in had like a key and it turned out to be like a like a locker at like a like a bus station or something like that and you know they get this information and stuff for uh, the mother like the mother and stuff so that that's the kind of trail that they're you know following and it, it's just strange how you know the guy that they saved turns out to kind of know or know somebody that knows the mother, you know, they go and, 
you know, the, uh, what was the name again that triggers Jin? Not in a bad way, but just I think it was like his wife's name or daughter's oh, name. No, 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 no. What triggers Jin in the in the wedding scene? He sees the guy that potentially screwed him over oh, like yeah, so yeah, many yeah, years. That's ago. right. That's right. But that's what triggers the bride, Jin. The bride's like, name was. Um, but no, but he does. He does get triggered by the guy who screwed him over, though, as well. Oh and, yeah, yeah. I would but, too in that moment. But before that happened, <clears throat> he ends up getting shot by a like an assassin. Well, he get, ends up being shot by the uh, the waiter. That like when you first see the waiter, it's like. Very convincingly is a woman, like the with the wig. It's like mm-hmm. the body shape. That's like I like when I re- when you realize that it's a guy in disguise in order to like gun this one guy down. I think originally he was not intended for the um for the husband, but the big guy. He, I think he originally like intended to shoot the big guy, but the but the the husband. Like stepped in, in yeah. and took the bullet, yeah. So like, which saved his life, but still, um, yeah. Then I think that character ends up like grabbing Miyuki. Yeah, ends up grabbing Yuki and the baby. Yeah, and then like after, and this is the part in which like, like I honestly believe that the. uh the Spanish that is being spoken is not subtitled for a reason because Miyuki is not aware of what's like, it throws yes. into like not knowing what's going on, which is like exactly what's going through the character of Miyuki is like not knowing, but kind of, kind of gain, but also with like certain like, like gestures, she starts to get the gist of what the, the right. Spanish characters are saying. And she ends up now Hannah and Jin realize that you know she's gone. They try to chase after, but um couldn't catch up. Jin pisses off Hannah, Hannah runs off, uh, upset. And but we get to you know where Yuki is. She is with the the shooter's uh wife? And her kid, I think so. Or in his kid, yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, so that 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 whole scene that we we're talking about, where you know he's or she's saying stuff in Spanish, trying to you know trying to figure out what's going on. That Jin, on the other hand, I think. I think this was. I think after, the. Uh, yeah. Well, I think this is also where you get like a great expedition dump of like uh, uh, Miyuki's backstory a lot more. Oh, like yeah, you actually yeah. start like the the Spanish lady uh, is asking questions and it's like and Miyuki is picking up on a few words and responding back in Japanese. Like, and I like the fact that they even though there is a language barrier between mm-hmm. them, that the story gets told like. Because I think at one point I did actually ask someone, like, oh, this is in Spanish, and could you translate so I can understand what she's saying? And like, and he did eventually, he did translate what she was saying, but I forgot. Was that, but the yeah. fact that Miyuki, like, between, like, <laughs> between this language barrier is actually figure, actually figure out what this one character is saying. And, like, it, it's a definitely good plot device how to tell a backstory of the character of Yuki. It's like you find out, like, I think she is upset that her cat, I think, runs away and she's putting the blame on her father, if I'm not mistaken. And she ends up like stabbing him. But in because she stabbed him, she's afraid that, like, she's afraid that, like, she's not able to return home and ends up running away and becoming homeless that reason. Yeah. Um, Which I did just 
earlier in this episode did touch on but yeah, yeah we this is the scene in which you actually see more in depth of of Miyuki's uh backstory of like how she became or this the the reason why she became homeless and now Jin I, I feel bad for Jin um because I think before I think it's a scene a few scenes before that though um now that I remember correctly uh, he he's drunk as usual, stumbling down, kicks a can, and finds another homeless guy, uh, kind of passed out outside. He helps him up and takes him to where he's living, and they talk, and he kind of explains his backstory, yeah. and so. The old guy promises or asks him to promise something and he gives him like an envelope or something like that. Uh, the old man uh, passes away and as Jin's leaving the, uh, the little makeshift uh, tent, he gets attacked by these three like teens or whatever. And the old guy, already dead by the way, gets dragged yeah. out of the tent and is getting beaten mm-hmm. even though he's already dead. Yeah. This, that, which, that was um, messed this is up. A very, this was a very intense scene for to watch because, it, again, it goes to show, like, how little, like, like it just goes to show on that part on, like, goes to show where where in society like Jin is at or how mm. the homeless or people that are experiencing homelessness, uh, at least in this particular movie, I don't think this is the case in actual real life in Japan. I think, again, this is just a movie, but it just goes to show the different structure that these, these, they're teenagers. Yeah. Like, and they're like, oh, we're going to take out the trash and like start beating up on Jin, which, like I don't, Jin didn't deserve that no. at all. Like because he was just there helping out a fellow person that was experiencing homelessness as well. Like seeing him at his his dying wish, and like gets dragged out, gets beaten up, and even like it's pretty messed up. Like the these teens didn't realize that the older guy was dead, yeah, but yet like just shows how much disrespect that those two those three characters had towards another person like that that kind of behavior like i don't know like no that it's not right no like even if they're experienced home even if the people are experiencing homelessness that doesn't give anybody any right to treat another human being in that manner exactly What, what do you think danny no, I agree with you guys 100%. You never have the right to treat anybody like that. It, Dan, is your fan on? No, I'm nowhere near my fan. Because it sounds like when you have your fan on. Mm, give me one second. Shouldn't. Oh, nope, it sounds good now. Didn't do anything different, but okay, <laughs> we'll go with it. <laughs> okay. Weird. But, Continue, Josh. Weird. Um, but yeah, and you know, and, and Jin, you know, Jin again, he's beat up and everything. Uh, Yuki gets found by Hannah, and they yep. start looking for Jin. They freak out when they hear that you know a homeless person was you know died on the street. And realized, okay, it's not Jen. And right. she, for her, and again, we when we when we get she she ends up going to a club where she used to work. Okay, and yeah. she was reluctant, but it was last resort. And so right. they and go and they is- find Jen. Because Jin was yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, this is where we get more uh, Hannah's backstory of like, of like, because even the proprietor, the proprietor of the club that they go to, this drag club that they go to, I was like, as another uh, fellow drag queen, like, was when saw Hannah or Hannah like cried and like they like and even said like it doesn't matter what happened that customer is wrong i you would have not suffered any consequences of your actions like i would have taken that upon myself or whatever the case may be but like hannah didn't need or hannah or hannah didn't really need to run away but again like <laughs> hannah just saw that like she hannah uh she disrespect felt like she disrespected the respectability of the establishment that she worked at. I'm, I'm not exactly. Forgive us. We're not exactly sure what pronouns we should use. We are three straight white males doing this podcast, and we're trying to approach the subject of the iconic character of Hana in with with taste and and sensitivity. Uh, but yeah, Hana is like I, I've said before er, early in like from researching, like Hana is like a transgender icon uh, in in the anime. I don't know exactly which community. Again, we're not sure about this kind of stuff. If you would like to like sort of like reach out and inform us and correct us, feel free to do so because we're always wanting to learn. But yeah. Uh, like you find that like they find Jin with in the club getting nerfed back to health. I think is that correct, Josh? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, I zoned out there. What, I'm, what'd you ask? <laughs> we see that like they all three of them kind of <laughs> is this the scene that they meet up again, or Jin is still or Jin is still trying to like is still not with them. Oh no, that's when they meet up because it was the other. Okay, because they know. they they separate a couple times because there's another scene in which uh in which uh Hana and Miyuki are like walking across this bridge and come across the mother of the baby, and I'm not sure if like if Jin is with them or Jin stormed off again. Yeah. Oh. So the so the reason why she never went back to the uh to the club or he uh, oh my god I am blah. <clears throat> anyways so it's okay just to use the character's name it, it, yeah, that way we're not going to upset anybody just let's just go with the character's name and that's yeah. perfectly fine we're not again <laughs> we're not sure what pronouns to use so we'll just go with the character's name so what so what Hana uh it gets triggered eat shit you'll fart and Hana goes shit I'll take but fart I won't and he ends up decking the guy that was heckling you know while Hannah was singing so uh, it, it, that's why Hannah never went back because she didn't think he didn't think anyways Hannah didn't think that you know she he would be welcomed back so you know um which we find out from the proprietor of this establishment that was not the case right like that was not the case at all the trio you know they end up leaving and they're still Trying to find the mother, basically. Didn't they? They were in a diner for a while. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. This is the diner scene with. Uh, yeah, this was like them, like trying to regroup and the thought. And this is where like the owner comes up. The owner of the this convenience store slash like diner is like trying to be at to give him credit. This old he's trying to be like really like like nice and very like humble about asking to leave because like because they no, do this not. Was, there's no, no doubt about that 
No, I know, but that was uh, after they found the house. There's a, a scene where oh, okay. they, were in a, they were literally in a diner. They were eating. Because um, they do have a little bit of money. Uh, yeah. And you saw, like, pretty much a montage of people passing by and stuff. And, you know, they find the house, and which was pretty much torn down, uh, I guess, of a fire or something like that. And or I think it was like construction. And then they, and then they get to where like the the convenience store that you're talking about. Oh, okay. Oh, and it was the same. It almost looked like the same drunk that Hannah beat up too. I don't think it is. But, oh. You know what really was weird? So, Hana's outside, and Yuki, you know, there's like this commotion with Jin. They're all kind of fighting with the clerk, the drunk guy. And the next thing you know, an ambulance comes and crashes into the store. Oh, yeah. It's like. I think they also left the baby inside the store. No, baby, no, no, Hana was still holding the baby. Oh, okay. But, oh, Kyoko with the name. But, uh, Hana, oh, okay. yeah, Anna ends up, you know, passing out after all that. She had blood dripping through her, her nose, but it turns out that, you know, Hana is like really sick. And, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, Hana is in the hospital now. Hana is not, you know, again, not doing very well that, you know, they got to take care of themselves food-wise. And Jin had some money that he, that I, I'm guessing that was the what the old guy gave him. And Hana needs some medicine. Jin was like, you know what? You know, I I do care about you. We're gonna we're gonna use this money to you know help with the with the bill, right? The hospital bill with medicine. Also, and I think that was also the money that he was. What? I think that's also the money that he was saving that too, for yeah. his little girl. For like his little that girl, we found yeah. out that, like, yeah. And, and this is where we, he runs into his daughter. Because the, yep. the daughter happened to be a nurse. Yep. And so he, you know, explains everything to her, what's going on. And she says, you know what? You're more than welcome to come over. And yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of glad that, you know, he, you know, runs into his daughter. Yeah. Uh, this it. is also, I think, I think this also uh, is the same, like, is where uh, we get more uh, Jin's more backstory it, yeah. and and the yeah the fact that like he wasn't uh he wasn't a racer but he was a bike shop bike shop owner and I think like I think he got into more gambling and like because of the gambling that he left his family and left his wife. To try to run the bike shop, but mm. like I think his daughter put like his daughter put that a woman wasn't going to succeed at owning a bike shop or to that uh, something to yeah. that effect. Like, and she also mentioned like mom and I were looking like around for you, like praying that like praying that you weren't another dead body. Mm. And then you also get the fact that, like, then, then uh, Hana gets mad at Jin again mm -hmm. because, like, when the truth is revealed that he wasn't this professional cyclist that threw the race uh, to earn a little extra money, but end up like gambling into debt at his shop and his family and running away because he couldn't bear the shame of uh, 
of what he did, completely abandoned his wife and child. And Hana gets really mad at this. And I think that's like Jin stays at the hospital while the uh, while the the other two while uh, or did Jin take off or was like okay? So Jin probably Jin did take off, didn't he? Again? Yeah, Hana, mm-hmm. Hana and Miyuki left with the baby. Hana yep. finally decides that you know. You know, they're going to go to the police. They run off. Well, yeah. she runs off because they're on a bridge. And there's a line that, you know, it something about uh, they're probably going to jump off a bridge or something like that. And there's a woman crying. Well, not, not crying, but, you know, fixing to jump off the bridge. Uh, to commit suicide and uh, please if you're listening to this and you know or know of someone or yourself find help please uh, I think it's like 866 or something like that uh, the suicide hotline I'll make sure I have the links below uh, but definitely seek some help uh, you're oh, better off for it. Definitely not some help. Be, but not to not to approach this subject with insensitivity. But unfortunately, Japan has this culture of like of they can't bear the shame of defeat. They can't bear the they can't bear the shame of bringing shame upon themselves. Um, that's why like. That's why we they have the suicide force that on the basis of uh, Mount Fuji for that reason the the suicide rate in Japan is extremely high. It's mostly like youths like it's a lot of like youths that are like that like didn't pass a test and can't bear the shame of telling their 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 parents that they didn't pass because the, the there's so much pressure on them getting to like getting to a good college, getting to a good school to get them better prospects in their career. Um, coincidentally, there is an actual song that was by the formerly ba- a former band called Smack. Uh, that that when I was in Japanese class, learned of the song that's called. Um, Oh no, I'm blanking. I'm blanking what the song is called. Uh, It'll come to you. Yeah, I will. Uh, uh, but the English translation is uh, oh, "Sekai ni hitotsu dake no hana," and that's basically "Sekai ni hitotsu dake no hana" is Mathur's way of saying like we're all human beings. It's like it's basically talking about flowers, but they're very different varieties of flowers that are inside the shop and like in not everybody blooms the same way not every person is the same so why are we competing with each other when we're not all the same at all like there's not a pressure it's like as long as you do bloom that is okay which is i think their way of math way of giving to like the youth of japan um like saying it's okay to fail. It's like it's going to happen if you don't get it right the first time. You're eventually going to get it right. Right. But anyway, that's a topic for another day. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, Danny, do you want to add anything? No, I think you guys have pretty much covered a lot of it. This has been a, a very touchy subject of a movie. And uh, oh, it's nine eight eight for the suicide hotline. And like I said, I'll make sure I have you know all of that in the description below. But uh, so the as far as you know, Yuki and Hana are concerned. 
that the lady that was fixing to jump off the bridge turns out to be the baby's mother, which we find out later uh, through Jin, because Jin kept going and you know, he finds the the father, uh, supposed father, and he explains the fact that she had a miscarriage and that she, I guess, was just not having it. So she ends up stealing a baby from the nursery, claiming it as her own. Or was it that she couldn't get pregnant? I can't remember, but uh, it was you know, the like whole thing she, she stealing... yeah, she ends up stealing the baby, and he didn't want yep. any part of it, and so ends up just leaving the baby in the trash, hoping that you know someone be that they they would be found. That Jin learning all this now had to try to track down Yuki and. Uh, Hana, and as soon as you know, he was able to because he was right now. Honestly, I think he was a bike racer, maybe retired and had the bike shop because he yeah. did ride that bike pretty hard. Um, so you can tell he could ride a bike, uh, but ends up it's, go ahead. I, hey, Josh, I hate to stop you, but at some point in this movie, there's this, uh, I think. Uh, Jin has a lottery number, has lottery a uh, lottery ticket, and is watching the lottery. And it's like, and uh, I don't know, like the numbers are called. He doesn't really react too much of it, thinking that he lost. But mm-hmm. we'll come back to that. Right, uh, and so he finally catches up with the Yuki and Hana, and. Tells them what's going on. They're freaking out now, so they're trying to track the supposed mother down <clears throat> that mm-hmm. they just given uh, the baby to. And it's such a crazy turn of events. And yeah, it they chase her down an alley. Because they find her in a park, they chase her down, and she ends up hopping into a, a box truck. Oh, sorry, it's tired over here. They're <laughs> fine. We're all kind of a little tired, I think. Yeah, but anyway, so he, so Jin, you know, follows her on the bike, catches up. The truck crashes. Thankfully, the baby is fine, and. And I'll say, and Jin's fine because Jin was able to hop in the truck, grab the baby. Truck crashes. Uh, the mother, you know, Jin knocked, not got the wind knocked out of him, but it's okay. Baby's fine. But the supposed mother ends up, you know, grabbing the baby once again, runs off. Yuki or Miyuki runs after her. And they end up on the roof. Hana stays with Jin to make sure he's okay. And so, you know, this mother again is trying to jump off the building again because now she had nowhere to turn. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, just crazy, crazy turn of events. So she's explaining to Miyuki, what's going on? Miyuki is trying to tell her, look, you're going to ruin the baby's life. Uh, and, you know, is calling out the bullshit. And, you know, the, the mother's like, or the supposed mother is, ends up jumping. But Miyuki was able to catch her. So that she's kind of holding on to her, and uh, Hana and Jin finally get up under the roof. They 
Hana and no Jin ends up catching uh Miyuki. The baby falls because of the jolt. Hana jumps off the roof, grabs the baby, holds on to this banner. Banner breaks, but luckily a gust of wind comes up and almost like a parachute. You know, Ahana, a hold of the baby comes down and pretty much saves the day. And so then after that, you know, everybody is pretty much in the hospital uh, being checked over. Uh, Miyuki's dad happens to be there because the the actual parents of the baby wanted to, uh, you know, think the trio for what they did and it just goes from there. That's pretty much the end of the movie. Yep. Now I did like at the end of the movie with the music, the buildings start dancing. I thought that was kind of neat. Before we actually get to like the, the end credit scene, uh, I like, I, I do quite enjoy like it being open ended to seem like the possibilities are endless with this with this, this group of friends um or and even like you get you get some of the uh with John and Connie I think possibly going mm-hmm. to where Aaron's like house is at was around the area and like and try to free well I, I... I mean, overall I, the movie anyway. was pretty good I, I like the movie but overall anyway, you also get before they close out the scene you actually do see the ticket for the winning lottery number and I can't remember the amount of the lottery but essentially like Jin won that lottery mm. and I I would like to think like when he won the lottery that they became like because the parents of the baby wanted to make all three of them the baby's godfather. Uh, I would like to think like at at when this movie ends, like they are each all three of them are in a better place. That Miyuki went back to her family. Uh, Hannah Hannah goes back to the club and then like I don't think that Jin would have been like there would obviously because I think his daughter did mention that like her mother remarried so like maybe like he was probably be more involved in their lives now Mm -hmm. and quite possibly like like see like he's probably like doing a lot better now probably has a bike shop or something like that that would be like my headcanon of how these characters ended up we'll never know because this is one of those movies that it just ends on like a cliffhanger and sometimes i love movies that end in a cliffhanger that you can imagine what the character what could happen of these characters exactly that's very fair Sometimes you don't always need everything to be tied up with a bow tie. Yeah. Right. Honestly, I I think that the the way it ended was good. Um, you know, it makes you wonder. Honestly, I actually thought that there was supposed to be a second Tokyo Godfather's movie, but it, it turned out to be something completely different, but from the same um creator for this movie. And I, I again, I was kind of confused on that, but the whole movie, I, you know, I believe that it was, you know, very well done. You know, I just liked that it was very tasteful. So overall, what what do you guys think? I give it a solid eight out of ten overall. Mm-hmm. A little bit jarring to be told this was a Christmas movie, and then coming into this, but you know what. It hit the spirit. Exactly. Adam, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, we've got, we got some, uh, we got some time. Uh, 
What what uh what are you guys looking forward to for uh Christmas? Ooh. Well, as of recording, like I am looking forward to uh Disney Disney Plus on the twentieth of this month releasing like the first episode of the Percy Jackson series that we all desperately need because the the movies are trash. <laughs> I'm looking forward to a good cup of hot cocoa. <laughs> nice. Um, I cannot wait to spend Christmas with my son, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, wow. Yeah, I got a five-hour drive there, five-hour drive back, and then Monday is going to, or that Christmas day, uh, <clears throat> I've got to, we'll spend Christmas morning together, and then I've got to run him back. Uh, so that's going to be almost 11 hour round trip drive. So that's going to be fun. But no, I, I, I look forward to that. So I cannot wait. Should be fun. Well, we wish you all the safest trip and to everyone else who's been traveling for the holidays. We wish you all a wonderful, safe trip. And let's see, our next episode is going to be possibly a Spy X episode on a Thursday. Maybe. We will Maybe. see. Cause we, we keep you on your toes, don't we? Yeah, we're, again, we're playing it by ear. Uh, but we know, there, we know at least one drop today, so we're hoping that the one drops next Saturday, or for us next Saturday. Uh, but... Hopefully we'll have another one of those for you guys, but we'll definitely have a New Year's special coming out. And then sometime after that, we'll be back to our regular scheduled uh, programming. So it's nice to have a break and give you all a break as well um, from our ranting and raving and stuff like that. So anyways, enjoy the holidays and... uh you know, see you guys on another Spy X or definitely our New Year's, and we'll go from there. So, with that, from a cold and rainy Indiana, later. From cold and rain in Florida, Merry Christmas. I'm the only state that is not raining cold right now, but from cold Arizona, Jeanne. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas, everybody. This podcast was founded by Joshua Keck and Adam Hart. Produced by Joshua Keck, Adam Hart, and Danny Steinbrecher. Edited by Joshua Keck. Music by Ari Epstein. Artwork by Kayla McClure. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash that time we started an anime podcast on Discord at That Time We Started an Anime Podcast and on Patreon at patreon.com slash That Time We Started an Anime Podcast.